Welcome to the epicenter of sports and entertainment. This, This is the Root Dog Show. Now, here's your host, Rudy Reyes. Hi, welcome to the Rude Dog Show. This is Rudy Reyes. Good afternoon, everybody, or in some cases, good evening, depending on what side of the coast you are on. It's six o'clock here, Pacific Daylight Time. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am on today's California um, and uh, today's Canada. And of course, uh, everything related to the Rude Dog Show, you can find me on Twitter. I'm live right now. Uh, and if you have any questions, anything at all you want to relate, talk about, discuss, feel free to drop those comments here in the box, the lower box, the lower left-hand side. I'm Rudy Reyes, and thank you for joining me this afternoon. You know, today we're going to talk about something a little bit, I don't know, and I hate to say that it's too far out of the scope of reality, but it actually is. It's, it's about desensitization and what that actually looks like, and to give you an idea about being desensitized to things you know, it was supposed to have been more of an exhibition in the NBA Summer League games as we've seen in Las Vegas going on in the last week. And they're underway this entire week, in fact. And there's really not a way I can describe in better detail than just to say that it was a beatdown above all beatdowns with a Lakers fan who felt maybe a little bit too rambunctious uh, when it came to being A, intoxicated and rooting for his team. Sometimes it just doesn't mix as well. And sadly, he was on the wrong end of what would be something that seems to be commonplace. And to kind of give you a little bit more of an insight, you can find the video on Twitter uh, in regards to the fan who was in his 50s. Uh, somebody else who was a fan of another team clearly did not take to him uh, flaunting his fandom, uh, for lack of a better term. We don't really know what was said. Uh, we do know, in fact, that one was sitting below the other as far as detiered seating in one of the uh, illustrious indoor arenas that we have in Las Vegas, Nevada, obviously, to escape the heat. Of course, it gets a little hot out there, to say the very least. Um, but when you're finding your colors a little too loud and one fan had taken offense to it, it kind of makes you wonder exactly what's going on and why someone would take this... <laughs> This would be, and I would say friendly rivalry for all intents and purposes, because we know in the NBA that players talk trash on, they talk trash off, and some players just flat out do not like each other. Uh, and during free agency, is a little bit different because they understand that they may need that gentleman's skill set, whoever he is, to help them uh, move on and maybe get into a play-in round. And of course, the Lakers missing the play-in tournament uh, th this past season certainly finds himself a little bit different company. Uh, with Doug Christie's uh, son, as well as Scottie Pippen Jr., who's on the current roster. Whether or not they'll be called up from the G League to play and be active on the Lakers roster this year remains to be seen, but it's, it's going to get worse before it gets better when we're talking about the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, and I'm not going to talk too much about that. That's for another time, another show, another place. But, of course, the only place that matters is the Show.com. Uh, and I'm Rudy Reyes. I'm your host. Follow me on Twitter at RudeDogReyes. Uh, you know, when you have a TKO artist in the stands who eventually landed more punches than Tyson in the last bout that Tyson had faced, um, and, and by no way, shape, or form, do I condone this type of behavior, and it shouldn't even exist, shouldn't happen. 
in the NBA. It shouldn't happen at Summer League. It shouldn't happen in the NFL. It shouldn't happen anywhere. Unfortunately, that's the nature of the beast when you, again, mix the poisons and you cross those poisons up when we're talking about alcohol, fandom, keeping yourself under control, which some people cannot do. And if for those that believe that this is going to be condoned by professional sporting leagues like the NBA, like the NFL, need to be either banned for life or fined so severely that will disable them from actually showing up uh, in any games anytime soon, albeit the the Staples Center slash Crypto uh, Stadium.com. I'm trying to think of the actual name. They, They keep, I don't know. It's, it'll always be stable center to me, regardless of, of what they call it. after the fact. It's always been stable center, always be stable center, as far as I'm concerned. And of course, you pro- you guys probably have the same feelings that I do uh, in regards to as as far as what that stadium looks like and what the names and feelings, the emotions, the things that you gather from being there, the memories you share, the ones you wish you can get away from, and of course. Uh, the ones that you will always have resonant in your mind, which is always great to know that everybody has great and fond memories of where they actually seen a game play, regardless of the sport. For one, I believe that if you go watch a meaningless summer league game where you spend tons of money on, you're traveling, there's a hotel room involved, you purchase some of your favorite team's memorabilia, all of that costs money and all of that is time. And when you waste your time thinking that you're going to go there, you're going to you know, have a good time uh, and, and not be inebriated and not drink so much that you are in the, I don't know, the dumb zone, as I like to call it, it really makes one believe that you have to be able to recognize that you have a limit. Everybody has a limit. I have a limit. You have a limit. Everybody has a limit. And I, I can only imagine that now we feel as though these types of e- things that happen within events, fights, brawls, things like that really uh, is what we're desensitized to. Now we're almost to a point where it's commonplace. Well, you know, somebody gets in a fight, no big deal. It happens. You know, maybe he shouldn't have said anything. Maybe he should have said, maybe he should have spoken up. Whatever analogy you want to use, the bottom line to all this is that when you look at what keeps happening throughout these games, it, it, it takes away from the luster of actually wanting to go to a professional game now with that being said it wasn't like this i don't know five years ago or so and i'll use myself as an example i went to the um san diego area uh to attend a a final four game between both the option the the, excuse me the auburn tigers and the clemson tigers of course they had a tiger dance off one was better than the other but but there was no brawl there were no fights there were no obscene gestures that i'd witnessed from any fans that were in the stadium and I don't know it's because they they don't detest the NCAA games as they would the NFL games or NBA games or any other sporting game other than NCAA. Perhaps it's the institution. Perhaps they, they respect the institution. I'm sure you have them from time to time, depending on where you're at and what actual uh, state that you're in. Or maybe they don't allow alcohol in some of them and all that's available are soft drinks or water, Gatorade, and such. Um, but... I, I recognize that this is all about fun and time and spending valuable uh, memories creating with your family and friends, but things like this need to stop. Uh, I don't know if, what Adam Silver's thoughts are about this. I'd like to hear him and his his thought process as to how this can uh, almost ruin the game of basketball because now you have families that aren't involved in these brawls, that aren't involved, that are just mere spectators 
are sitting on the sidelines wondering, is this going to happen to me? Am I going to be brought in and dragged into an event that perhaps is really none of my business, none of my concern? Why should I be a part of this? This is Rudy Reyes on the Rude Dog Show. Uh, today's California, uh, live on Twitter. Feel free to retweet, love, like, share, comment, anything you might have, any thoughts uh, in regards to what's going on with these NBA games. Feel free to reach out to me. Of course, I'm always looking for advertisers as well. If you want to advertise on the show, we can certainly set something up. Feel free to email me at Show at hotmail.com. That's Show at hotmail.com. Thought I'd make it easy, simple, quick, and peasy. Uh, you know, when I look at the NBA regular season, I think to myself, well, n- now he could be on to something. But I don't know that desensitized uh, fans need to, I don't know, again, be a part of the situation. I don't know that I would go. I don't know that I would take my kids because I recognize that sometimes people don't know how to hold their own or there could be some underlying theme, maybe understanding that there's a hard lesson learned in all of this. There could be legal ramifications. Uh, uh, outcomes to these types of altercations, these these fights, and it, it's a knockdown, drag out type of situation. Someone who's more athletically gifted, and this is this is what I wanted to close out this opening thought about is is this, is that if you look at somebody who's athletically more gifted, they're almost relatively intimidating because they're six foot seven and you're five foot one, and they have one muscle that can knock you from here to eternity. Uh, you might want to think about that twice before looking at them oddly or seeing something obscene or maybe making an obscene gesture. Just go about your business. Simply enjoy the game. Don't worry about everybody else. Just worry about yourself and having fun. Now, when you look at this from a legal ramification standpoint, and you can go as far as to assume perhaps that the, the pounding that Lakers fan felt could have been uh, assault with a deadly weapon. The guy's arms, maybe his muscles were deadly weapons. Maybe his, just his mere intimidating imposition was enough to prevent this inebriated Lakers fan to take part of something that he knew it was going to be a knockdown dragout fight and he'd be the one being dragged out on a stretcher. I don't know. But legal legalese, if you will, he could get him for assault and battery. The guy only threw a hat. It's not as if he was throwing razor blades or a saw blade or you know throwing darts or anything else. This was, it was a hat that landed on the guy's lap. He took uh, just a, a step too far. He recognized that perhaps, um, and after all this is said and done, you had three people getting involved. At least that's what the video had shown. Uh, maybe even four people in regards to calming this particular bruiser, TKO, or whatever you want to call him. Uh, to a point where uh, he's you know down on the ground. And thank you, Pushpa Sharma. I appreciate you tuning in. Thank you very much. I'd know where everybody's from. That'd be, that'd be great as well. If I'm asking too much, let me know. <laughs> but I certainly like the commentary. Feel free uh, to reach out. Th- th- thank you, Pushpa. I certainly appreciate it. Thank you so much for, for tuning in today. Uh, the bottom line is this, is that this could be nothing to do about nothing. Meaning that, Cops would come in, they'd have the conversation. Well, who started it? This guy. Well, what happened? He swung, I swung, he swung, I swung. Uh, I was basically being pelted uh, with an array of left and right hooks and combos. And again, probably nothing to do about nothing because you don't go on and intimidate someone and say, well, it wasn't me. I didn't do anything. Well, when you tried to intimidate someone, being the one who's getting your face beat into like a bloody pulp, 
then perhaps you need to be real, really watchful in regards to what you say, how you say it, and who you speak to. That could have better outcomes than putting yourself in harm's way. In more not-so-violent MB news, there are a lot of comments coming from the very outspoken, uh, very outgoing. I'm saying outgoing. It's not a bad thing. It's not a, it's not a bad problem to have. And say what you want, even if you get a technical foul call on you. Draymond Green having a conversation today uh, in regards to coming to the defense of uh, Kevin Durant, out of all people, former warrior himself, in regards to uh, Zubin Mahetney of ESPN, who basically stated, and I quote, I mean, he's an emotional guy. Anything could happen. And that's almost to suggest, if you wanted to take it that way, maybe not being objective to recognize that he could be soft. He could be, I don't know, Green played with him. If anybody knows a little bit more about him and what the intangibles are in regards to who Kevin Durant is, maybe he has more insight than we do. I can almost guarantee that he does. However, when you look at what actually happened, I mean, you have no, you have no reason to mis mischaracterize someone. And when you look at the, the definitions of, the, of where this came from and the merit to Mahetney about Durant, because Durant is made to feel, I don't know, uncomfortable perhaps, or that he's not the man, because that's what happened in, um, in, at the Golden State Warriors camp. He wasn't the man. Stephen Curry was a man. Clay Thompson was a man. Draymond Green was a man. Uh, Iguodala, who played a much bigger role at that time when Durant was there, also the man. So I don't know that this is a non-serious situation when you're talking about Kevin Durant and the fact alone that he's having issues now finding a way to get out of uh, the Brooklyn Nets organization after signing a four-year deal worth millions and millions of dollars because he's not comfortable. And that could be that, you know, that could attest to him not being very calm, not being hard enough, maybe not a hard enough shell to warrant other people saying negative things about him. Or maybe it's the way that he feels about himself because he's not the man within those respective systems. It's hard to say. I'm not going to assume naturally that uh, that Kevin Durant is soft like margarine. Uh, but what I'm not going to say is that I can be objective about this and you can go any direction you want. However, when he when Mahetney made that uh, statement about Durant, and it was designed to, I don't know, maybe feel uncomfortable in regards to that topic or that, or that conversation. And when, when I look at the, 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 the ugly head, when we're talking about what Kevin Durant ha has done, leaving teams when he's not comfortable, leaving teams when they're losing, um, th that could actually suggest that there's something more to this then what meets the eye? When we're talking about Kevin Durant, his personality, his attitude, especially towards not only his teammates, but the situation that he finds himself in through the various teams that he's been on, from Oklahoma City, Golden State, as well as now the Brooklyn Nets. I suspect that he'll find a way to stay on the Brooklyn Nets team because it's guaranteed monies. I mean, the, the owner is rich, but he's not going to throw something at the wall and expect it to stick. And we're talking about Kevin Durant, who needs to make up his mind in regards to where he's going to go, what he's going to do, and if there's a package, it's going to be a litany uh, of different teams, you know, buying in three-way trades, four-way trades, five-way trades. It's just It just gets out of control to soften the blow uh, that he could otherwise leave the Brooklyn Nets holding on to in dead cap money.
The four-year multi-million dollar deal almost as felt as the circumstances surrounding him were maybe, maybe not ideal. And the fact alone that, look, everybody's emotional over something. If you're, if you're feeling uncomfortable, you're going to make it known. You're going to say something. And if you don't, that's the most deadliest component is by not being able to let out that frustration in the avenues in a positive direction that allow for you to feel better about that. And look, I'm not the one to say that the reason why Mahetney said what he said was because he wanted to throw a black eye at Kevin Durant. No, what I'm saying is, is that when you look at Green's uh, further comments about it, he says, just watched an anchor on SportsCenter with Nick Friedel discussing KD wanting to trade and called him emotional. Again, there's that word emotional again. Who are you going, who are you to call someone emotional? What makes you comfortable? Talk basketball, computers got you all very uncomfortable. Interesting. I don't know that the computer has any uncomfortable or not in a comfort zone, whatever that looks like. Draymond didn't take the liking to the comment by Mahedney, obviously, and so much to assume that media has no idea what's going on or maybe to even suggest that media members don't have a right to make an objective observation is, well, ludicrous. Furthermore, indicative of himself being emotional, and yet the media has no justifiable reason, uh, despite Green himself as a walking box of tissue when it comes to emotional and how he plays that out on the court. Switching gears here, we're talking about the Major League Baseball home run derby. Yes, I said I would talk about baseball. I'm going to give it a moment of glory because it is a sport. And before the NFL became such a powerhouse, this is exactly where Major League Baseball is at. This is Rudy Reyes on the Rude Dog Show. Today's California. Make sure you tune in, like it, love it, share it, comment, Twitter, Facebook, uh, live on YouTube, you name it. I am all over it like white on rice. Um, so we looked at the, uh, home run derby last year and a couple of people I want to give a shout out to is Pete Alonzo, who just made it look just almost too easy. I mean, he's called a polar bear for a reason because he's ice cold. And when you win two major league baseball, uh, titles back to back, he's only a third player to ever go back to back. And furthermore, he has his sights set on the third, which, which I like, I like a competitive um, not only competitive, but somebody who can certainly make a mark in regards to the home run derby and the fact that he gets to match Ken Griffey Jr. for the most by most wins in the Major League Baseball home run derby uh, in history. He's also 131 homers in his two derby appearances and almost set a single season, uh, single round record 2021, excuse me, had done that. He went 33 times deep in the first round against Salvador Perez. And then you have the, the I guess, I want to say, not really a runner-up, but somebody who certainly has a great arm, knows how to throw, solid batter, who was basically, I don't, I, don't want, I don't want to say snubbed, but he certainly showed up in a way that perhaps nobody remembers second or runner-up for that matter, and that's Ronald Acuna Jr. of the Atlanta Braves. You know, he's making a second trip, which is a good thing to have, knowing he's, he has that competitive spirit, the competitive edge to come back to make something out of absolutely, well, I'm not going to say nothing because he was certainly holding on to that uh, the last time around in 2019. Uh, but he made, a, he made a strong impression, 44 cracks, uh, homers, 450 feet. Uh, he topped out at about a 469 feet. I'd like to see if, if he has what he had last year or maybe the year before that, being able to multitask and hitting some serious dingers 
I'd like to see him come back and have that same type of ferocity. Um, when we're talking about seven-year hiatus, 42-year-old Pujols will return uh, in the home run derby stage in his final major league season. Uh, don't forget, last year he spent his time with the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Uh, batted pretty hot, I must say, uh, but going back to the team that actually drafted him. But it's his fifth appearance. I mean, the, the guy is going to take some kiss to school in some way, shape, or form, and I hope he does. This is the last season in major leagues. He's going to retire, uh, but he, he he's up there with guys like Ken Griffey Jr., Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, Prince Fielder, Barry Reynolds, uh, as well as David Ortiz, who's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He has 684 home runs and fifth most all-time, which is a great problem to have. Uh, and then here comes Juan Soto, the Nationals. This guy has been extremely resilient. I like what he brings. Um, he's obviously a second straight appearance at the home run derby and he put on a show last year. He was the underdog going into it. Uh, clearly the underdog heading out of it and ended up as the number eight seed in 2021. And I, I, I really liked that battle between him and Shoei Otani. Uh, it was just something of beauty to watch. It was a battle back and forth. They were basically playing ping pong, but with a baseball and a bat. And it was just, it was fantastic. I love watching it. And it was something that you really look at and think to yourself, man, can, can Otani get back? Can Juan Soto and these guys and, and Shoei Otani go back to back to back and just keep playing that ping pong match that I love to watch last year? It was fantastic. But we'll see what happens if, uh, if he comes through uh, as he did last year in Colorado. Kyle Schwarber for the Phillies. This guy is, is more of a more of a hit than a miss, obviously, if he's going to the home run derby. And more importantly, entering uh, Tuesday, uh, he had, leads the National League with 28 homers, which is, again, a great problem to have, uh, making his second appearance uh, and then the finals in the 2018 um, event while hitting 55 homers while beating uh, Alex Bregman of the Astros. Yeah, I know. You can hold your negative applause uh, for that one. <laughs> Alex Bregman. Uh, certainly part of that uh, Houston Astros scandal. Uh, of course, we won't go into that. That's another time, another place. I've already talked about it on the show, in fact, uh, to the point of death. Uh, <laughs> so um, when I look at this, I, I like Bryce Harbor, Rice Hoskins, uh, and, and, and these guys are um, these guys are going to go at it for sure. And then, of course, last but not least, Julio Rodriguez of the Mariners. He's been ready for the Derby for quite some time. Uh, he's been posting on social media here and there. I want to see him take this thing all the way to the end. I'd like to see him win this, but you're going to have to beat out some very stiff competition. Um, and of course, his first home run uh, off, uh, you know, it was like a 400 footy, 450 shot drop uh, on May 1st. And certainly AL Rookie of the Month doesn't help uh, uh, anybody else as a part of this matchup because he'll have to face off with them as well. So I, I like to see what he brings. Uh, Alonzo Aaron Judge, only rookies to win this home run derby from beginning to end. Uh, Wally Joyner is a co-champ with Daryl Strawberry in 86. So this is going to be very interesting. There's still a couple spots to fill. I think they're going to fill it. Who they're going to fill it with, that remains to be seen. But I certainly do uh, love watching the, the home run derby. It's a little repetitive at times because, you, you know, all they're doing is hitting home runs. But it's not the home run itself. It's how you hit them. You're going to get all of that of course you have the pitchers behind the safety net which could be the coaches the pitching coach uh maybe um a fellow player on the same team that you're on you you have your pick basically uh to find out who's going to be that guy 
uh, to pitch that ball to you in order for you to hit that thing out of the park. So we're going to find out who's going to control that, who's going to be a part of that, and who ultimately will win the entire home run derby. Um, it has to be fun. I do like watching the all-star game though, I must admit. Um, but there's nothing like a home run derby and how these guys are going to hit these balls, hit them constantly, consistently, uh, and very frequently. And I hope every single one of these guys enjoys themselves. Um, it is certainly an honor to, to be there. If you're one of these guys, uh, they've all obviously had made a case to get them to this point, And I think they're going to continue uh, doing great things, not only for Major League Baseball, but for their respective teams. So I thought I'd give my two cents in on that one. Thank you very much, guys, for tuning in. I certainly appreciate it. Um, you know, Make sure you find this show on the show.com I'm going to put a replay of this tomorrow as well. Go to the show.com I have you know eight years' worth of interviews, conversations, uh, Radio Rose, um, SB Words, you, you name it, you're going to find it there. And again, if you want to advertise with me, the Show at hotmail.com. Uh, I have a lot of great stuff. I got some great upcoming guests, so stay tuned for that one. Um, again, this is Rudy Reyes on Today's California. Find me on Twitter. Follow me there. Uh, follow me on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, everywhere you are connected to on social media and beyond. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I'll see you again tomorrow. Have a great night.